0: The pause that refreshes. Anyone know where that comes from? Pe- actually, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Um I know it from the Coca-Cola advertisements. It was apparently first introduced in the 1920s. Now, I don't personally remember the initial campaign. I would like to point out. But just just in case you're counting out the decades to figure out how old I really am, um, which reminds me of a story that may seem like a bit of a detour from this service, but which I will nevertheless share briefly. I was pre-candidating in search for a congregation to serve, and I was leading the time for all ages during worship at what they call the neutral pulpit with the search team of the congregation I had applied to present at the service, of course, and I was showing the children who had gathered up front a glow-in-the-dark yo-yo that I had kept from my childhood and talking about how much I loved playing with yo-yos when I was young, making the yo-yo sleep, walking the dog, doing round the worlds, and how this yo-yo was especially important to me because it glowed in the dark and there was one little girl whose eyes were glued to me in amazement throughout my presentation, her mouth hanging open just a little, and I'm thinking that she must be totally engaged by my wonderful descriptions of yo-yo tricks and the connection I was now drawing between the light of the -the glow-in-the-dark yo-yo and the light inside each of these children. And finally, as I paused, she asked her question, How old are you? (laughs) so just to clear that up ahead of time i'm not 1920s old but but i do like that phrase the pause that refreshes i actually like coca-cola too but that is a shameful admission that we can talk about another time but the phrase itself And some may be worried, and I understand that, that I am now receiving inspiration from Coca-Cola ads rather than sacred texts or meditation manuals or poetry. But bear with me. The pause that refreshes. There are those times in my life when I've been surprised, taken off guard in a way that has refreshed my understanding of what was happening. Not unlike that experience I just shared. I had a picture in my own mind of what that young girl might be thinking, but when she asked her question, I was given pause, I received just a glimpse of what that experience may have actually been like for her to have this strange, balding, gray-haired, ponytailed man standing there in her congregation telling stories from some distant time and place. I was awakened to experience, in other words, outside of my own projections. Or this. I was driving away from Vaughn's grocery store and a homeless woman in a wheelchair pushing a box in front of her about the size of a small refrigerator had tipped the box crossing the parking lot exit. She was busily trying to collect the stray items and write the box with cars driving around her on both sides and amid an uncommon light rain. I pulled across the street, thinking at first that it was just too hard to stop now and find a place to park, and then realizing just how ridiculous that was for me to think, I circled back and found a parking place. She smiled as I approached. Hi, I said, looks like you could use some help. Yes, thanks, she said. And she then launched into a description and history of each item I retrieved from the street to put back in the box. And then to talk about the box itself and how handy it had been to have such a box, which I saw now had small caster wheels on the bottom. And I noticed there was a way to attach the box with bungee cords to the chair, but we didn't bother with that at this point. Once we had put things back in the box and righted it, I was immediately puzzled. What now? She said she just needed to get it to the end of the block where her friend would meet up with her and they could handle it from there. I steered the box, holding the door on its side closed and realizing that one of the bungee cords could probably wrapped around the box to secure it. When we reached the end of the block, she thanked me and I wished her well and then paused. I was wondering what would happen from here and quite frankly wondering how involved i wanted to become i gazed down at the loading docks behind the grocery store and then down the street do you um do you have a place to be i asked she looked at me as if i had asked a very silly question well yeah she said with a short laugh it's called earth I was given pause. Suddenly, the distance between us, the distance I was not even conscious of holding on to in my mind, the distance between us disappeared. The perspective was refreshed. That separation of those like me, who in my own terminology had a place to be, and those like her, who presumably did not. Rather, we were two humans sharing the common experience of living on this planet, both belonging here, whatever our circumstances. And I left that encounter with a new understanding. There had been a recreation of what was real. I was allowed to begin again from a different place. Or this, the UU congregation I served in Sierra Vista, Arizona, had joined with the local Lutheran church to celebrate Backpack Sunday, where we raised money to buy and supply backpacks for children and youth returning to school who could use the financial assistance. I received a draft of the order of service from the Lutherans, which included communion, with the words, All are welcome to take communion who believe Christ is Lord. I called up the Lutheran Church, fearing an unpleasant conversation. Reaching the minister, I explained that many in my congregation would probably opt out of communion, but there would be some who would like to participate. They would probably not feel comfortable doing so, given the description of those who were welcome to take part, all who believe Christ is Lord. I braced myself for the response. Oh, that's no problem, she replied. We actually worded it that way to be more inclusive, as many of the congregations that we have partnered with restrict communion to those of their own denomination or tradition. I was given pause, after which we cr- quickly agreed upon a revision that would invite all those who wished to take part. A pause that refreshes, a recreation of the reality that I had been so certain of just a few moments beforehand. And I don't mean to say that these pauses are always unequivocally positive or uplifting events. I don't mean to say that they fix anything. But I do think they refresh our perspectives and recreate the world in such a way that we can grasp and then choose to respond to what is really happening. When Jan first shared a piece of that story you heard in the reading with me, I experienced through her telling that surprise, that pause, when a person in the group they were opposing thanked her, assuming that the love banner was on their side, speaking for them. That pause that recreated, at least in my imagination of the event, recreated a vision of what was happening. Now, it didn't change the particulars of the event. It didn't erase the horrendous nature of their actions and the hatred they were spewing. It didn't change the fact that it was unjust, immoral, and unacceptable on every level and needed to be challenged, that people needed protection from them. But it did change my vision of who they, them, Who they were. It made me realize how I often picture them over there as monsters rather than humans. However, unconsciously that occurs within me. It made me remember Alexander Solzhenitsyn's revelation in the Gulag Archipelago that the line separating good and evil passes not through states, nor between classes, nor between political parties either, but right through every human heart and through all human hearts. If only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds, he writes, and it were necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them. But the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart? I know that I need that pause that refreshes my perspective and recreates my understanding of what is really happening. I need to awaken to the difficult truth that the line dividing good and evil is not drawn between us, but runs through each of us. That love does not have a side and that this in no way means that I should refrain from acting on what I believe to be compassionate and loving and just and life affirming that I should refrain from joining with others in opposing hatred and greed and racism and all that causes pain and devastation. Quite the contrary. But I should also not give in to the temptation to demonize and dehumanize those people who I am opposing. I need the pauses that refresh my understanding and awaken me to the world as it is and to what it means to be a compassionate witness and a humble fighter for justice in the midst of it all. I need those pauses so that I can begin again.